Hello, I'm Father Joe Roche of the Marian Fathers of the Immaculate Conception. Thank you for joining us as we continue with our year-long journey reading the diary of St. Maria Faustina Kowalska from beginning to end. Today we read a letter from St. Faustina to Father Sopochko from June of 1936. Krakow, 2nd of June, 1936. Jesus, Mary, and Joseph. Dearest Father, Thank you very much for your letter, which I received on the 19th of May. I was immediately pleased with what I learned from this letter, and especially that the image is already being venerated in public. As regards Miss Hemplova, she never turned up. When I first learned from your letter that this lady was to visit me, I was a little worried, as every sister who goes to the convent parlor must first have the superior's permission because this is an external act. So I had to inform Mother Superior about this. Mother Superior gave me permission to talk to her and told me that she was not going to interfere with God's will in any way. I am of the opinion that if you come across a similar soul, Father, form her spiritually and prepare her for religious life there on the spot. For as, on the one hand, I fervently desire to take action, So, on the other hand, I fear that word may spread around too early, even though I regard this person as an external and clear sign from heaven, since I have been praying for this. Should this lady turn to you once again, Father, please comfort and reassure her that all these things will soon come to be. And now, as regards those ruins about which you know, Father, it would be good if you remained completely indifferent towards those people. For if it is God's will that something should be there, then God will arrange the circumstances in such a way that they themselves will ask you, Father, whether you would consider, kindly consider taking possession of it, because nothing happens without the will of God. I am immensely happy about the writings you mentioned, Father. I pray fervently that God's inspiration may descend upon the pages of this work, so that souls may be fortified in the splendor of the divine mercy. As for myself, I am glad that shortly I will be able to make the decisive step and am praying ardently for more abundant light as to whether I am to remain here or leave and set up a new congregation, since Father Andrash cannot give me definitive advice concerning this issue. He told me to pray fervently and add some mortifications until the day of the feast of the Sacred Heart of Jesus. I feel that on that day I shall finally make a decisive step. Where and how circumstances will turn out, I do not know. But please commend me to God during this time, because the next chapter of my life is also at stake here. The little infant Jesus told me to speak to Father Andras about everything, and to and not to do anything, even the smallest thing, without his permission. Interiorly, I feel like a child towards this saintly priest, and I have the same inner freedom of pouring out my soul before him as I do before you, Father. Father Andras proceeds with prudence, and in some important matters he inquires about your opinion, Father. I continue in the same disposition of soul, except for prayer, as right now I experience the prayer of sleep during Holy Mass. It lasts from the offertory until Holy Communion. 
I have recently made an interior act of mercy, which means that I am going to act in the same way as the merciful heart of Jesus would in a given situation. If I cannot do it by deed, then I shall do so by word. And if I cannot do it by word, then I shall do so by ardent prayer, so that whoever comes in contact with me can experience God's mercy. Interiorly, I do not give any thought to all the hardships, adversities, and humiliations which I encounter, or which may befall me, nor from whom they come. But I try to let a new flame of love burst from my heart towards God, the way it blazed forth from the merciful heart of Jesus for the Heavenly Father and souls. A strange thing has occurred these days. A certain priest sent a letter to Mother General in which he recommends that God's mercy be propagated in the congregation. When Mother read this to us during recreation, it was reflected in my soul that it is from the same source which Jesus ordered me to spread. I am sending you a little card with an excerpt from this letter which I copied word for word so that you can look it over yourself, Father, and then send it back to me enclosed in your letter because these words spoke to my soul deeply. Mother General has been in Krakow since the 1st of May and she is probably going to stay until the 13th of June. I am pleased as it gives me a chance to talk to her often about certain details. As regards this issue, Mother General is so favorably disposed towards me that I really admire her for it. The same holds true for Mother Superior. I am completely free to write to you, Father, and you can write to me openly since I receive all letters sealed. I am ending this short letter, and I beg your prayers during these important moments. I know that of myself I am nothing but misery and weakness, but I trust in the Almighty who can do all things. Father, could you please write something to Father Andras concerning this matter, because Father Andras would like to know what your ultimate opinion is. Father Andras visits us frequently, so it should be possible to deliver the letter in person to him. I feel that this would provide him with light in giving me advice. United in prayer, in the spirit of the most merciful heart of Jesus, I kiss your hand, dear Father, and ask your blessing. Sister M. Faustina. Faustina is grateful to have received Father Sapochko's letter. She is happy to hear of the spreading of the Divine Mercy devotion in Vilnius. She never met with the possible candidate for the new congregation. She prefers that Father Sapochko would handle the spiritual formation of these women himself. She is afraid if candidates start turning up at her doorstep, the other sisters will wonder what is going on. Faustina gives him good advice about the ruins that could become the first convent. She says to not force the issue, to allow God's plan to unfold in God's time. She is happy to hear about the Divine Mercy articles being published, and she shares with him what she is talking to Father Andras about and how Jesus tells her to trust in Father Andras. Faustina shares that during Mass, she experiences a kind of a mystical sleep in which God enlightens her about divine mysteries during the course of the Mass. She is physically present at the Mass, but in spirit, 
she is completely focused on divine matters. She asks Father Sopachko to write to Father Andras so that they will both be on the same page in guiding her. Her future depends on this. God, some page, and then God provides for the spiritual support of his saints. Let's pray for our confessors that the Lord can keep us all on the straight path. Please follow or subscribe to this podcast to receive the latest episodes and updates. If you have enjoyed this podcast, I invite you to leave a review. Reviews greatly improve our podcast ranking and will help other people throughout the world find St. Faustina's Diary in a Year. Remember, Jesus promised St. Faustina in Diary number 1075, Souls who spread the honor of divine mercy are protected by God like an infant by a gentle mother. Please help us spread the message of divine mercy. Thank you, and God bless you. Visit shopmercy.org to order your copy of Divine Mercy in My Soul, the diary of St. Maria Faustina Kowalska. It's available in print in English, Spanish, and Polish, and in English as an e-book, available now on shopmercy.org. Are you enjoying this podcast? I invite you to listen to more shows brought to you by the Marian Fathers of the Immaculate Conception. Join us daily for enriching spiritual content, which will help you on your journey with Jesus Christ. Simply visit DivineMercyPlus.org for a complete list of our shows. That's DivineMercyPlus.org.